something in my gut, man, it tells me the Broncos are keeping a very internal that they like they like JJ McCarthy. I don't know. I've had that feeling for weeks and weeks now that I feel like they do kind of maybe like JJ McCarthy. Happy Monday, Broncos country. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, back at you guys with another episode. We got our first version of Mock Draft Monday in 2024, Mock Draft 1.0, coming at you guys with my full Dever Broncos seven-round Mock Draft. I will be going over trades in this draft, full analysis, breakdowns of every single pick and why I made these picks. Super excited for this episode. If you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Let me, let me know throughout this episode in the comments what you guys think about these uh, draft picks what you guys may dis- disagree with like I said there's going to be trades involved in this uh, in this mock draft as well as a, a current Broncos player being traded for a draft pick in this mock that I have so super excited for it if you guys are listening uh, Spotify Apple Podcasts wherever you guys get this uh, this this show or listen to the show please show support follow uh, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast without further ado let's jump into it um, obviously the Pro Bowl games just wrapped up yesterday and Sunday um, the Denver Broncos, uh, obviously Passer Tan, uh, Marvin Mims at Returner, and then just Justin Simmons. They all three participated in the Pro Bowl. I saw Mims got a few routes at at receiver, which is pretty cool. Then obviously PS two uh, got a pick six in the second quarter, which is awesome. Unfortunately, a- the AFC still was not able to win the game, um, even with uh, PS 2s touchdown. But um, that uh, but definitely been a while since the uh, AFC lost. So I guess it was final of the year for uh, Eli Manning and the NFC to take it. But um, um, obviously, not a lot of people really care about the Pro Bowl games. Let's jump into uh, the, the mock draft. Um, mock draft 1.0 for the Denver Broncos. Like I said, full seven rounds. Um, but uh, when we get to the end, you'll notice that I actually don't have the Broncos picking the sixth and seventh round because of trades. Um, so starting off, number one, right away, I have the Broncos trading down. Um, I think the Broncos... I don't think they're going to look personally. I don't think they're going to look to the free agent market for their next starting quarterback. That's just me personally and how I think they'll address their starting quarterback in 2024. Um, I have the Denver Broncos trading down. Um, and keep in mind, just like a preface preface for this, you know, when you hear me say these draft picks and whatnot, you'll probably think, oh, why aren't you taking... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in this position why are you taking that position you do have to take an account this is a way early mock draft so the broncos at this point in this in this draft 
they will have addressed certain positions through free agency. I know they don't have a lot of cap space, so this is what makes it more you know, realistic for these tracks to do it at the beginning of February with still two months to go until the draft. But the Broncos are still going to address a position or two or maybe even three through free agency. Will they completely fill those holes? No. But they still have to. They're still going to make moves, and the mock drafts will obviously look at a bit, little bit differently. So, my mock draft is like based off of what positions I think the Broncos will address address in free agency, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. So, first off, I have the Denver Broncos trading down from pick number twelve to pick twenty three. I know it's a big jump down, all the way from pick twelve to twenty three. I have the Broncos receiving, uh, and by the way, the, this will be a trade with the Minnesota Vikings, who George Payne obviously has close ties with. Obviously, he's come; he was a former scout with them uh, when the Broncos hired him to be their general manager. So, obviously, he has those, his ties with them over there. Obviously, Rick Spielman's out with Minnesota, so he doesn't have the super close connections that he used to have. But still, some uh, you know familiar faces in the executive office over there. Um, I have the Denver Broncos trading down from 12 to 23 for Minnesota's 23rd overall pick, as I mentioned, and their 42nd overall pick in this draft. So a pretty a pretty solid haul to move down uh, 11 selections here. Um, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Florida State edge rusher Jared Verse, who uh, I personally have as a top three edge rusher in this draft, probably my second ranked edge rusher in this draft. Um, you know, behind Latu Latu out of UCLA. Um, so. Verse, I think, really, really incredible athlete in this draft. Um, he has one of the highest pass rush uh, win rates among uh, edge rushers in the uh, 2024 NFL uh, class. Um, he is at a 22% pass rush uh, win rate. He has 11 sacks. Um, he, that, by the way, his pass rush win rate is a third among all among all the uh, edge rushers. Um, I think just look when you when you look at the edge position for the Broncos, you have Nick Benito, uh, who had a solid season at best. Can't say it was an amazing season. Um, you have Jonathan Cooper, who also had a solid season. Can't say it was the best necessarily. And then you have Baron Browning, who still has a fair deal of injury concerns. It seems like every season he's been in the NFL, there's been some kind of issues with whether it's a lower leg injury or a wrist injury or you know something. Um, I think the Broncos, they do have to start finding a 1A pass rusher. We've talked a lot about it on the show. I've talked with J-Mac about it. The Broncos need like a, they need a dominant pass rusher in their, in their edge unit. Um, I think they're really lacking that right now. And I think that has to be a main focus going into a uh, free agency in the draft. Um, do I think the Broncos will be able to afford a Josh Allen or a Daniel Hunter? I'm not so sure. So that's why I do have the Broncos trading down, passing up on a Bo Nix and drafting Jared Verse out of Florida State. I really like this pick. I think he's an incredible athlete, as I mentioned. Um, I think he could very well turn out to be um, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL in like his sophomore season, honestly. Um, he could be immediate, like, you know, impact for the Broncos pass rush uh, right away. 23 years old, as I mentioned, ranked as one of the three best players at his position in the draft. Uh, he's a projected top 15 pick. So this is incredible value. No matter how you look at the trade and the trade value I got from Minnesota, I think this is incredible value at pick 23. A lot of people will say this isn't realistic because he wouldn't be available at 23, but the the draft is always unpredictable. We always see guys slide way further than we project them to go. And to be honest, eight picks from I have him sliding from that top 15 range, eight picks to 23. I don't think that's insane. That's an insane fall. I mean, it kind of is given his talent, but 
First, his bend off the edge, overall athleticism, high motor. I think it would be an incredible uh, addition to Denver's pass rushing unit. This is a no-brainer pick 23 for me. The Broncos add value, and they also get value by drafting Jared Verse with the 23rd overall pick. I really like this. I think I'll be a lot more confident with uh, adding Verse to a pass rushing group so that the the pressure can be taken off of Jonathan Cooper and Nick Benito and a a Baron Browning off the edge. So next with that 42nd pick that the Broncos received via the trade with Minnesota, I have the Broncos selecting JJ McCarthy quarterback, Michigan. Um, Look, I we we had an episode last week going over the uh, 2024 NFL draft class at quarterback, uh, the top six quarterback prospects at least, and I definitely was not high on J.J. McCarthy. He's actually, in fact, my QB5 in this draft, um, right ahead of uh, Michael Penix and right below Bo Nix. So I just something in my gut, man, it tells me the Broncos are keeping it very internal that they like they like J.J. McCarthy. I don't know. I've had that feeling for weeks and weeks now that I feel like they do kind of maybe like J.J. McCarthy. There are concerns with his similar skill sets and weaknesses compared to Russell Wilson bailing from clean pockets. Um, obviously, there's a lot of unknowns with him, which doesn't really have to do with Russ in comparison, but um, I feel like the, the bailing from clean pockets, um, just not a lot of, like, tape out there just in terms of like his passing attempts like there's very little to go off of with him that's not necessarily like a terrible thing it's just like do you want to take that risk is it too big of a gamble to take him but personally I think if the Broncos are sitting there with pick 42 and they haven't made their decision on a quarterback I think they go with McCarthy here um Jim Harbaugh came out obviously the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and came out said don't be surprised if uh JJ McCarthy is the first quarterback taken which he's obviously saying that's to gas up his uh trade uh, or excuse me his draft stock obviously um I know uh, I've seen a few people joking around talking about that. Watch out for the Chargers to take McCarthy and trade Herbert, which is uh, it's pretty funny. Obviously, not realistic at all, as uh, Herbert is a big reason why Harbaugh um, chose uh, Los Angeles. But look, McCarthy, as much as I don't like him, I do think there are things that have kind of grown on me in the last week. Um, his accuracy over the middle field is something that I think Sean Payton will like, and I feel like that's kind of something that maybe they've kept internal about McCarthy. Um, a lot of NFL scouts and executives have praised uh, J.J. McCarthy and his tape and his potential uh, you know, ability in the NFL. Um, his off-platform throws, his ball placement, his pre-snap identification, um, keeping his eyes downfield under pressure. The athleticism is ob- obviously out, out there. Uh, you know, In my opinion, I spoke on this last week, he's probably like the best in the draft besides Jane Daniels when it comes to making plays outside of the pocket. Like This dude, when he gets outside of the pocket, which he does it too frequently, he does it when his offensive line is still holding up a really, really solid, um, clean pocket for him. He'll, he'll bail from there when he doesn't need to, but when he does, he does make plays. So it's like... It's kind of like a, a negative and a negative canceling out, I guess you could say. But um, I, I I don't know. The throws outside the numbers are a bit a bit of a question mark for him. But there are some things that have grown on me. And like, is it a very small sample size? Yes. And that would that's what concerns me. And that's kind of why I don't want the Broncos to take a risk on him. But this mock draft isn't what I want. It's what I think the Broncos will do. Um, so as I mentioned, it's my mock draft 1.0. We still have two months to go. So it's very early to tell. But like I said, if the Broncos trade back, uh, decide not to take Bo Nix, which I think is definitely a possibility. I don't know if it's too possible. Like taking Bo Nix at twelve is definitely a reach, in my opinion. I, I, you know, I spoke in the show. I like Bo Nix, but I don't love Bo Nix. 
I don't think he's necessarily worth the 12th pick. If the Broncos do love Bo Nix, they should absolutely take him at 12, even though it's it's crazy um, to do that. I feel like if you love a prospect, you have to do what it takes to get that guy. And um, if especially if you're able to stay put and take him at 12, rather than trading back and playing that dangerous game of potentially losing him. Um, but I don't know. In this case, I feel like the Broncos, uh, they'll they'll take that Jared Verse and J.J. McCarthy and back-to-back. McCarthy, only 21 years old. Coming fresh off that natty win. His confidence is at an all time high. As I mentioned, his accuracy, arm talent, his frame at six foot three is what a lot of NFL scouts like. I feel like the value here at pick 42 is pretty good. Um, I don't like taking quarterbacks in the second round. It almost never works in the NFL, but um, maybe it could work with uh, JJ McCarthy here. Next, at uh, pit, staying in the second round. So, two second round picks after the Broncos started the draft with zero second round picks. I have them selecting twice in the second round. Uh, round two, pick 62, I have the Denver Broncos trading wide receiver Corlin Sutton to the Baltimore Ravens, who actually tr- made a strong attempt to trade for Corlin Sutton last offseason. I think it's going to circle back again this offseason with Odell Beckham Jr., Ravens wide receiver, expected to hit free agency. I think they're going to look to make a strong push to get Corlin Sutton, someone that could get that receiving unit over the top with Zay Flowers and other weapons over there. Because um, obviously you got Nelson Aguilar, who isn't going to be there much longer. Odell Beckham Jr., who I do expect to hit free agency. Like They got to make a move to pair with the Zay Flowers. And Sutton, one of the best contested uh, receivers in the NFL. I've stated on this pod, uh, at least it feels like a million times in the last two weeks or so. I feel like Sutton's more more likely to be traded than Judy. I feel like uh, Sutton, his uh, his play is not necessarily like. I think it's sustainable, but I feel like stylistically and schematically, I feel like Judy's uh, ability over the middle of the field and in ISO, um, those rhythm and timing routes are so much more applicable and fitting for what Sean Payton wants to do and probably the next quarterback that he brings in his offense. I think Judy could kill an open space. You guys will see if the Broncos actually utilize him properly next year. I, I'm i so tired of talking about it, but we still bring up that Chargers game all the time when that doesn't represent his entire tenure in the NFL and with the Broncos especially. Only two drops a season. That's not a fake stat. Go watch his tape and come back to me. But... Aside from that, I have the Broncos trading Cortland Sutton to the Ravens. Um, I don't know necessarily if this will happen. Um, I do think it's more likely than recent years that one of Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton does get traded. It would not surprise me. Like, it wouldn't surprise me so much if Judy gets traded, but I do think. Corlin Sutton is more likely to get traded. Um, let me know in the comments if you guys agree, what you guys think about that, but. Like I said, I do believe there's a strong chance chance that Judy or Sutton will be traded, and I think the Broncos could net the 62nd overall pick from Baltimore, which is a late second. I think that's very reasonable after the season that Sutton just had, and also his contract status. Uh, Sutton's uh, scheduled to make 17.3 million uh, in a cap, and well, he's it's going to be a 17.3 million dollar cap it for the Broncos. Um, he'll be around. Tw- he'll be making around twelve million in base salary, and this uh, Judy will be having around a twelve million dollar, thirteen million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty four. So obviously the Broncos will save more money by moving on from Sutton rather than Judy. Um, I think this this is a win win for both sides, the Ravens and the Broncos. Sutton's getting up close to his uh, his thirties. He's going to be turning twenty nine this year, I believe. Um, and then the Broncos, uh, by adding this pick, I have them selecting Washington wide receiver Jalen Polk. 
Um, I like this. I like this pick a lot, man. And I, I like Polk a lot. One of my favorite receivers in the draft out of Washington, obviously Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan, um, and then, uh, Jalen Polk, all three were like a three headed monster in Washington for Penix this year. Um, I thought, Polk had a really, really good season, uh, you know, especially when he has a guy like Odunze, who looks like he could be a top five pick in the draft, um, you know, kind of overshadowing shadowing him at sometimes. Imagine if Odunze wasn't on that roster and what Polk could have done and then what his status could have looked like. So for that reason, I think the Broncos could get insane value at 62 here. And the mock draft simulator, I was kind of shocked that he was, you know, th- he was here this late, but... Man, I had a pounce on this. You trade away Cortland Sutton, who's turning 29, and getting off that $17 million contract, and then you get a Polk, uh, Jalen Polk, who adds so much speed to your your your, your offense. Um, I think he's, he's so damn NFL ready. His expanded route tree, versatile route tree, is so ready. And honestly, an upgrade over Cortland Sutton. Call me crazy. I think the Broncos immediately upgrade in that aspect. Upgrade in speed, the upgrade in route running as opposed from, you know, Polk to Cortland Sutton. Um, I think this trade, it's just so good, man. The Broncos, they drafted Cortland Sutton in like the early second round. And then like five years later, they trade him away from a late second round pick. I think this is good value for the Broncos. And we've seen George Payton make some bad trades. But we've also seen him make some good trade, good trades. Hence the Bradley Chubb steal. That was an absolute robbery from the Miami Dolphins. You can look back at it. Absolute robbery. Um, you know, prayers up to Bradley Chubb and you know, the injuries with him and everything, but it, it really was a, a bargain of a deal for the Broncos. Um, I think the Broncos are in dire need of more speed on their team, not even at wide receiver specifically, but just across the board. Um, I do think wide receiver, uh, with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, I do think they're lacking a little bit of speed and, uh, with, you know, little Jordan Humphrey and those guys. So I think the Broncos, they need speed to keep up with the other teams in the NFL. It's just something that's been a big issue the last few years or so. And it's really starting to catch up with the Broncos in the modern NFL. Um, I think uh, Polk would be an excellent pick here. He's only 21 years old. Um, this is another pick where the Broncos pick a really young, talented player on the offensive side of the ball. I have the Broncos going back-to-back offensive players in the second round. Polk caught 69 passes, 1,159 yards, 9 touchdowns in 2023 alone, becoming one of the nation's best receivers. So I like this pick a lot. I think Polk would just be an instant boost to Denver's receiving room. And however you can look at it, I know some people have – you know, told me that the Broncos wide receiver room is not the issue. I, I a hundred percent agree with you guys were open last year, but Jerry Judy needs help. Tim Patrick will need help coming off that injury, which I do think he'll be back on a vet minimum next year after the Broncos cut him and, uh, you know, bring him back. I, and then, you know, obviously, uh, Marvin Mims, he will need help. Like, I'm not too sure if Marvin Mims is going to be ready to be starting opposite Jerry Judy day one, taking the bulk of the snaps. Like, whether you guys like it or not, the Broncos are going to be bringing in another receiver, even if they keep, they're bringing in Cortland Sutton. They retain Cortland Sutton. So, um, and especially if they trade court, they're going to have to take a, re- a receiver early. Um, so hopefully uh, this draft pick for the Broncos with Jalen Polk could actually pan out if they get the quarterback right. That's the number one uh, factor here. So J.J. McCarthy with Jerry Judy, Jalen Polk. Honestly, I like it um, as long as uh, Sean Payton can um, you know, groom and uh, coach McCarthy to be the, the player that a lot of scouts believe he could be. Next, round three, pick 81. 
Um, this is the original Broncos pick. No trades here. I have the Broncos have a little bit of a shocker here. Like I said, the Bron- NFL draft is always unpredictable. So you can say whatever opinion you want on this pick, but I like this pick a lot. Cedric Van Pran, center out of Georgia. Um, like I said, this may be a shocker to some just because of Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, but look, I think he's going to walk in free agency. I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to afford him. I think they have to get younger at this position. And yes, Alex Forsyth is still waiting. Um, you know, a lot of people do think, and I honestly, if I had to predict, I think he will be our 2024 starter, but I think this is really, really good value at pick 81. I think Van Pran is one of the best centers in the draft. Um, if not one, you know, I want to say the best, but I think he's definitely one of the best. I think this is a situation where the Broncos go BPA, best player available, and they have their immediate week one starter. Um, Van Pran, number one thing that stood out with me, incredible fit in Sean Payne's offense. Those run-based zone uh, schemes, I think he'll fit in very well. He's an immediate upgrade over uh, Cushenberry in terms of run blocking. Even though Cushenberry had a great season in pass blocking, uh, pass protection this year, I think uh, run blocking, he definitely could have been better, and I think Van Pran will be an immediate upgrade because of that. Um, Van Pran definitely has to work on his pass, bro, but I think that's something that Zach Street, our offensive line coach, will do very, very, will be very instrumental in turning him to an all star, uh, potentially a pro bowler in like his second season with the Broncos. I think I'm really high on Van Pran, I like him a lot. Incredible at the point of attack, he's 6'4, 311 uh, pound, uh, 11 pounds for a center. Um, doesn't get better than that in terms of size. I think he's going to add some uh, really needed size to the Broncos' offensive line, something that Sean Payton really prefers in his offensive lineman. Um, and like I said, uh, this is an- this is another one where the Broncos just get younger offensive line, and um, I-, I really like this pick a lot at number uh, 81. I don't think anything is really um, you know, c- you know know guaranteed for every single pick. Like, like round one where Broncos are going quarterback round three Broncos are going corner round. Like it, I feel like it's going to be a lot more, uh, you know, differentiating than a lot of people think round four. I have the Broncos selecting Florida state tight end. So another Florida state uh, player, I have them selecting Florida state tight end, Jaheim bell, um, who definitely uh, turned some heads at the senior bowl. I think with Greg, Greg Dulcich's injury concerns, all that taken into account, the Broncos have to find some competition and insurance at that position. I think it's no, no question about it that they can't just go in once again this year with Greg Dulcich's uh, hamstring issues and expect him to be the day one starter. We don't even know if Adam Trotman's coming back. Uh, we don't necessarily know uh, if Chris Manners is going to hundred percent be back. Um, I do expect him to be back be back because he's obviously has one year remaining left on his deal but maybe we could see restructure there just because it was a little bit of a pricey deal um but the broncos still have to add youth to this position it was honestly the most under like underwhelming position besides quarterback on the broncos roster this season may have been more, more underwhelming than quarterback um but I think Jaheim Bell could fit in really, really well. Um, really nice ball tracking adjustment on catches. He's got really good speed as well. I'm going to harp on this a lot in my mock drafts this offseason. Speed, speed, speed. The Broncos need it. Adam Trotman, one of the slowest tight ends in the league. I'm sorry. we That, that hurt us so bad this year. We cannot stretch the field to save our lives with the tight end position. That honestly put the receivers at a disadvantage. So... You got to take a, and the NFL is a team sport. You got to take a look at every single position and analyze it. And I think tight end was so underwhelming. I have the Broncos, um, regardless of what they do in free agency, I still think they're going to go with tight end within the first four rounds. Um, I think maybe they draft a guy in the, the, the later rounds, but I don't know. 
Um, I think uh, I think Sean Payne will be prioritizing this this position this time around rather than not doing it last year. Um, I, I like I like Jaheim Bell a lot. Uh, he caught didn't have a lot of yards as uh in you know his last season at Florida State. Uh, one twelve twelve hundred yards, uh, nearly thirteen hundred yards and nine touchdowns uh, in his four years in college football. He actually played at SC uh, South Carolina's first three years. Um, he's gonna have to improve on his route running and blocking ability for sure. But I think his raw tools and intangibles like the speed, the contested catch ability, um, I think he's gonna be really good in the NFL personally. Once again, another young player as well, only twenty two years old. So next, I have the Broncos on uh, round five. Uh, I have them selecting with their original pick as well. Uh, at pick 143, I have them selecting Tyler Davis, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Um, I think the Broncos they need to attack the uh, they need to address the interior defensive line big time this offseason. I do have them potentially signing a guy in free agency to pair up with Tyler Davis. I do think that DJ Jones could be cut this offseason, so look out for that. Um, just to save the Broncos $10 million in cap space. I think Tyler Davis out of Clemson. You know those Clemson defensive linemen. Uh, they come ready in the NFL. So, um Actually, uh, the Broncos, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Williams, we had on the we had on the pod twice. You guys remember him? He played for the Broncos the last few years or so. Great guy, love I love that dude so much. He actually played for the Clemson Tigers. Um, so the Broncos could be looking uh, for another Clemson defensive uh, interior defensive lineman. Um, Tyler Davis, twenty three, had thirty tackles for loss, sixteen sacks, and one hundred forty five tackles in his five years at Clemson. A lot of experience. Lengthy experience, impressive versatility. Um, he can play multiple positions in the interior. You can put him at nose tackle, defensive end. Um, he has that. Obviously, the, the the Clemson Tigers they were in a four three, so it's going to be a little bit of a transition for him to Vance Joseph's uh, you know scheme and a three four. But I think uh, his versatility is going to make it very easy in the transition. I like this pick a lot. Um, I don't necessarily think in this mock draft I'll have the Broncos addressing interior defensive line as early as some fans may want, but I do have them in round five, mid-ish round five. I like this pick a lot. Um, I think this is good value for the Broncos. Um, I think just because of his versatility, the Broncos could strike gold here with uh, Tyler Davis out of Clemson. Staying in the fifth round, I have the Broncos selecting. Um, by the way, in this mock draft, I have the Broncos uh, picking three times in the fifth round, so... Um, some good trades here. Uh, but this pick will be the original pick. I have the Broncos with pick 145, just two picks later. I have them selecting Luke McCaffrey, wide receiver out of Rice, the brother of superstar running back Christian McCaffrey, who will be playing the Super Bowl this Sunday, hopefully taking down um, our arch nemesis, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and obviously the son of uh, Broncos legendary wide receiver, one of the un most underrated receivers in Denver Broncos history, Ed McCaffrey. Um Ed McCaffrey, uh, his son Luke McCaffrey, have the Broncos selecting him out of Rice. Uh, he he showed up in the Senior Bowl this week, make some good pl good plays. Um, like I said earlier in the show, I think the Broncos will emphasize adding younger talent at wide receiver this offseason. Um, I just don't think like a David Sills, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Tim Patrick depth chart is really going to get it done behind Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton. And like I said, I do think Sutton will be traded. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way. I'm not 100% sure it will happen. But in this mock draft, I do have them trading Sutton. So I think they will add Jalen Polk out of Washington and Luke McCaffrey out of Rice. Rice is the more like schematic replacement for Sutton. Jalen Polk adds a different element to your offense, like the route running and speed ability. Um, the opposite Judy, 
But I think Luke McCaffrey brings the contested catch and the length ability that Sutton that we will be missing by moving on from Cortland Sutton. Um, Luke McCaffrey, much younger uh, than Sutton, only 22 years old. Once again, another young player. Uh, he had he was just eight yards shy of a thousand yards on a 71 receptions in 2023. 13 touchdowns as well. Also, 15 rushes for 117 yards. So this could be a, a gadget weapon out of the backfield for Sean Payton. I love this pick a lot, man. I have a feeling that McCaffrey is going to be a gem in the later rounds, just because you know the family bloodlines and everything. Those guys are incredible athletes, but his tape is really good. You can really utilize him out of the backfield on motion sweeps. Um, then obviously, uh, he's got to polish his route running a little bit. But, man, the raw tools with the contested catch ability, sign me up, baby. I love Luke, Luke McCaffrey a lot. The vertical speed, the flexibility, the catch radius, all above average strengths. Um, be instant instant boost to Denver's receiving unit after moving on from Cortland Sutton. So um, I, I do think the Broncos will keep Tim Patrick around, but you do have to have another uh, contested catch player and receiver on your roster. And I think Luke McCaffrey can bring that. Next, I have the Broncos with the last pick in their draft. So I have the Broncos selecting eight total times in the draft after they only started off with six picks. So let me know how you guys felt about uh, the trades and everything, but I have the Broncos trading back into the fifth round to make their final pick of the draft at pick 174 with the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the Broncos trading their 2025 fourth and their seventh round pick at pick 209. So kind of an early seventh round pick there. Two picks, their 2025 fourth and a 2024 seventh for the Cincinnati Bengals. A round five pick at 174 for Penn State cornerback Daquan Hardy. I finally have the Broncos selecting a corner in round five. Um, not only is he a good cornerback, he's also uh, he believe it or not, he was um, one of the top returners in the country this previous year. I think with Marvin Mims taking a bigger role in the in the offense, increased snap count at receiver, kind of getting him into that uh, rhythm at the wide receiver position, not so much just a staying as a punt and kick returner. Because look, I don't think the Broncos are gonna keep him at returner for like the entirety of you know his sophomore season. I think the Broncos are gonna kind of ease him out of that role, and I think the selection of Daquan Hardy will help a lot, man. Um, I think. This pick is really good just because of the versatility between special teams and corner. Um, he also, Daquan Hardy, clocked the fifth highest, the fifth fastest time at the Senior Bowl um, with uh, 20.44 miles per hour. Um, that was, you know, very, very close to being the first as well. Uh, that was that close between one, two, three, four, and five. Um, so one of the fastest players at the Senior Bowl. Once again, something I'm harping a lot, a lot on bringing speed to the Denver Broncos defense and team in general. Um, uh, Hardy was selected to the second team. He was uh, second team All American honors as a return specialist in 2023. Really impressive. Uh, third team All Big Ten as a cornerback. Uh, he's very undersized at five foot nine. So I don't necessarily love this pick, but I do think the Bronco. You can see the Broncos like trade up for a corner, um, as we uh, already saw them do with Riley Moss last year. Um, Broncos like those Big Ten corners as we saw them take Moss last year. I think they take Hardy this year at only 5'9". Um, I think he's definitely on the smaller side, but that should not discredit his position. Uh, his potential as an NFL starter. Um, he returned two punts for a touchdown as a returner. 
um, averaged 14.6 yards per punt return. Um, I think he's definitely got a lot to work on just in terms of his coverage ability, but I think this is a pick that the Broncos could hit on in the later rounds. And uh, if you know, if you have him sit behind a PS2 uh, and you know the under corners on a roster like Jaquan McMillan and then the DBs like Justin Simmons, excuse me, I think this could be a really, really good pick for the Broncos. So let me know what you guys think about this seven-round mock draft. Uh, leave a comment down below what you guys thought. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Like, let, let me know, please, uh, what you guys thought about this mock draft and what you would have done differently in the comments. Um, but with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell. Until the next episode, peace out, everybody.